I want to welcome everyone back to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I'm the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And once again today, uh, we have my good friend, Dean Murphy, with us. Dean serves as an elder for the Bear Valley Church of Christ in Denver, Colorado. And in our last session, Dean shared some valuable information with us about the work that's going on there and how they have adapted and worked and moved through this last year in this time of pandemic. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that session, I encourage you to go back and listen to that as it's very foundational for the direction that we're going to be talking about today. But Dean, welcome back and thank you again for taking time to be with us and uh, to share some valuable information. Happy to be here. Thanks, Bob. Well, I want us to be begin by looking at an area that becomes more personal for the elders there at Bear Valley and, and talking about how the elders have grown, how they've grown in their relationship to each other as elders, how have they grown as leaders? How has this, this time of really a crisis in this pandemic, how has it helped each of them to grow in their leadership with the congregation? Yeah, and there's a lot of ways I think you grow as a leader, but, uh, you know, fire is a big one. And this has been a little bit of that. I think it's really important that you recognize, and we've tried to do this, and we've, we've done it with a bit of gallows humor along the way, but this is not something with precedent. And there's a, one of our elders has been an elder for much longer than the rest, and he's in his 80s, and we tease him occasionally and say, hey, this was not in the manual. <laughs> and, and certainly it isn't. Uh, but I think that's important, you know, to acknowledge that and say, look, we're not going to be able to go and find case studies or, or make a phone call to a couple of guys who will say, oh, yeah, back in the pandemic of 1917, here's what we did, right? I mean, nobody, nobody really has anything around this. So that's been a little bit of the challenge. But I think once you acknowledge that, it helps a lot. So you don't feel pressure to say we got to get the right answer. We don't really know what the right answer is. And, and that's going to be sort of a challenge all the way through, I think, as we get through this. Um, and then you add to it the layers of other things that have happened in our country over the last year. You know, there's challenges afoot and, and they're not going away. And my sense is they probably will become more so rather than less so uh, in the next year. I just think that's sort of a, the tipping point we're at as a country right now. Um, so there's lots of those, I think, that you have to think about. Uh, back to the growth question, sort of answer your question specifically. You know, I think we all grow individually as we get pressure. Pressure helps you to learn how to deal with that and uh, makes you a little harder around the edge and gives you some resistance, you know, sort of the next thing. It's almost one of those you say, what else you got? You know, how much harder can it be? And of course, sometimes it can be, but uh, right. that's a little bit of the challenge, you know, is to, 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 to allow yourself to, to get to get a little tougher around some of these things. But by the same token, we want to make sure that we stay really soft and understand what we're about here. We're not about pandemics or regulations or racial strife or political strife. You know, we're about souls. And our job is to try our best as elders to try to help everybody get to heaven. That's really it. So that's a soft side that has to stay there. This is about people. And 
and understanding where people are. So, um, so that's a growth moment, right? To really sort of understand how to balance those things. I do think that the eldership, when there's a lot of pressure, one of two things probably typically happens. It divides or it unites. And we've been really fortunate. We have some very different opinions about a lot of things in the eldership, but we have a really good working relationship. We're able to have those disagreements and work to a place where everybody's okay with solutions. And that's caused us to be a lot closer. And nobody else can really understand what it was like in March when we're on a phone call because we didn't know how to do Zoom yet. And we were thinking, what in the world are we going to do about this? What What is happening here? And how do we even communicate it? How do we even do online worship? We don't even know how. We don't know how to do any of this. Um, but when you do stuff like that together, I think it helps bond you. So I think there's been a lot of growth toward one another, if that makes sense, uh, as well as growth in terms of you know, how do you lead going forward. Yeah. And, and really, that's... That's the common thread that I've been experiencing and talking to others is how that it really has helped them bond uh, as elders and as leaders in a congregation. And, and in connection to the congregation, I, I'd like for you to explore. Uh, it's kind of a two part question, really. And that is, how have the elders, as a result of this growth in their leadership, how have they connected to the congregation over the past year? How do they continue to stay connected? But also, how have they connected the people in the congregation to each other and kept them connected to each other? Because it, I, I know that one of the common themes throughout this, this last year has, has really surrounded the isolation element. And, and so many, especially of our older members, they're, they're so isolated and, and the, the fear of this pandemic and, and of course the virus. And so there's been so much isolation. And, and even though we do have Zoom and, and we have FaceTime and we have other means by which we can see each other, there's something about physical touch and, and it really makes a difference. So what have the elders done to, to stay connected as best they can to the congregation and how have they kept uh, the congregation connected to each other? Yeah, and that's probably the hardest thing, Bob. I mean, at the heart of all the difficulty of this, that's probably the hardest thing. Um, how do you maintain a connection that's significant? And honestly, I don't know if we have. We've tried. Um, we don't know if it's significant enough, and we may not know for a long time. Um, but certainly there's a lot of ways we connect you know, through media and that sort of thing, just like everybody else does. There's plenty of phone calls. We try to make ourselves available when people have questions, comments, that sort of thing. Uh, it's a little bit different, though. And, you know, I had a, a friend years ago. He was a, a consultant for a, a large organization. And um, he was helping companies go from sort of the, how do you get from $50 million to $100 million in revenue, right? There's a big jumping off point there. And I asked him one day, I said, you know, what do you, what do you see? You have to see some consistent things. And he rolled his eyes and said, I should walk in the door yelling, communication, communication, because it's a problem everywhere. And what happens with smaller organizations is there's an informal communication structure. People have discussions as they pass each other in the aisle after services or between classes or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's all of that sort of happens and that doesn't really happen now. So a lot of our informal communication stuff has is gone. So then we have to put things in place to sort of supplant that. And that's really hard to do. Uh, people don't, 
necessarily want to communicate in a formal way, right? And so that's 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 a challenge. Connecting with one another, we've really worked on. Back to the point of this is a moving target. We had the brilliant idea. We said, well, look, we can meet in groups under a certain number by right. rule. So what if we started having just some small group studies, in people's homes, and about. Two weeks after we did that, they changed the rule and we weren't supposed to do that anymore either. So, you know, about every time you start to put something in place, it, 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 it's undermined by some sort of a, a change of condition. Um, you know, it was interesting in Colorado, we thought we were sort of understanding the system. There was a group of colors. And as you would go up the scale of colors, things are worse and the restrictions change. And then they invented a new color overnight. I don't know why. So, you know, that it's changing the rules, right? Constantly. So, uh, so people staying connected between themselves I think a lot of that has happened organically. Uh, there's folks that met, for example, for three or four months, maybe four months throughout the last part of the summer, early fall in the park. So they can meet in an outdoor setting and once a week and have a Bible study and just a little devotional together and visit with one another. Um, so there's things like that that have happened sort of organically and we've encouraged the organic approach, but certainly going forward, it's, uh, it's one of the greatest challenges. So as you look forward, and obviously, it's as things do remain fluid. I mean, there's just so much change that's taking place as you as you look six months down the road or a year down the road. Can you tell us a little bit about what type of plans that you're at least discussing or looking to as as to hopefully, uh, you know, with the vaccine being introduced and and there's a level of comfort that's come from that and. And, and we're seeing that there's the potential, uh, maybe towards summer or fall, that things will improve. And so what kind of plans are the elders there talking about as far as how to move forward and, and what that looks like in the next six months to a year? Yeah, there's some pinup frustration, I think, with the entire eldership. We, we spent quite some time um, right before the pandemic started and when I say sometime, I mean a lot of hours sitting together. And as you know, it takes a lot of time to get consensus among, you know, a group of people. Um, and we put together what I think is a pretty good go forward plan, a little more strategic than we maybe have in the past. And uh, we were ready to roll that out. And literally a week after we met, it also came to a grinding halt. So um, we've been revisiting that over the last, I'm going to say three weeks and are beginning to move forward with some of those plans. Uh, but it really is hard to communicate that all that well, right? I mean, when you only have half or less of the congregation in the building at one point in time, and they're in two groups, and then some people are online, and people you don't even know are online, how much do you want to talk about that? And it's just, so it's really hard to roll out a uh, progressive strategy when, when you're in the situation we're in. So we've stumbled a little bit, frankly, trying to figure out the best way to do that. Uh, I do think we have some from really good ideas. And we've really, we've really been helped, helped a lot, I think, by our ministers. We've got a couple of young ministers who are really thoughtful and, and uh, we've involved them in a lot of the conversation. They've had some great additive uh, stuff that they've thrown into that, that, uh, that mix. So that's been helpful. And by the way, part of the challenge was we hired a new minister and he started in January. So he had, I think he had preached live at the building maybe four times or something six times. And now he's, you know, he, he made a comment one day. He said, I usually like, to, I, I want to spend the whole year getting to know people. 
I feel like I'm having to go back and start over, right? Because <laughs> how do you get to know people in a situation like this? So that's sort of added to our degree of difficulty, if you will, on rolling out new plan. But you know, as you say, our, our, our hope is that as we sort of come out of this a bit, that we're able to, to do that more aggressively. So as we, as we kind of wrap this up, there's, there's one last area that I think would be very helpful, especially to our listeners. As you think about the situation there, and I, I'm fully aware, as I know you are, that every congregation is different, whether it's a cultural difference or some kind of demographic difference. Uh, every congregation is different. And, and so I, I realize that it's difficult to be specific that every congregation could plug in an ABC or XYZ and, and this will work. But just generically speaking, what suggestion would you give to congregations that might help them as they think about their plans for moving forward and, and what might help them as they look into that? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of demographic information out there that helps will help you get to that. Uh, we've spent quite a bit of time. We're about to spend some more, more time actually thinking through that. People have a different way of viewing the work in the church than they used to. And, and how do we how deal with that? And maybe deal with it's the wrong term. How do we take advantage of that? Maybe that's a better way to look at it. People see things differently. It's not just about having some program. Are we doing something that matters or not? And if we can't do something that matters, then people are disengaged and disenchanted. And that's part of what our challenge has been is to say, because we've done this thing or that thing for 20 years, doesn't mean it's a good idea today. It's just the thing we do. So activity doesn't equal effectiveness. And we've tried to, to divorce those two and say, let's really start stripping this back and you know, it starts with, frankly, it starts with the way you budget. We're not going to budget for stuff that doesn't do any good, right? We, why would we do that? It doesn't do anyone any good. Uh, let's back up a little bit and let's, let's find those things where people are passionate, that fits with God's model, and that's, that actually makes a difference and focus on those things, which means it could be very different year over year. And, and by the way, that's so different because that makes people uncomfortable too. Now you're saying, wait a minute, we always did this thing in May. Well, we may or may not do that thing in May. Well, we'll sort of have to see as we go forward. And sometimes, yes, it makes sense because some of the things we're doing were very effective. Let's continue those. Uh, but some right. things, maybe not. So at least ask the question, right? Ask the question, are we being the most effective we can be? You know, people pray all the time. When, people, when it's time to give, help the elders to figure out how to use this to the best of it. That's a real thing. Like you really have to think about that and think about where do you put dollars and where do you put resources and, and resources, meaning people and effort and, and thought, where does all, where does all that go so we can do the best we can. So that's, that to me is a big challenge. Wow. Well, listen, I, I appreciate so much everything. I mean, just the, first of all, I, I want to say how much I appreciate you and the other elders at Bear Valley and, uh, just for the dedication that you have to serve in this role that's so needed in the church across the board. And so thank you for your service in that regards. And uh, I, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for your influence on me and, and our family and just appreciate our friendship and uh, especially the, the opportunity to visit with you about some of these things. Just such a great blessing. 
It's always a pleasure, Bob. Good to talk to you. You too. And, and I want to thank everyone else for listening and appreciate you uh, taking time to listen to the information in these uh, salt casts as we talk about some of the challenges and some of the ways that people can learn to move through a time of pandemic. Hope you'll continue to join us as we continue these discussions in the future. God bless.